What does it mean to live off the grid? Living off the grid means operating one's life without a physical connection to public utilities. Self-reliance with your own energy sources, often renewable, such as solar and wind. Off-grid living frequently means living in a secluded area, away from the country's population. Actual wilderness survival, supplying your needs and growing your food. But off-grid living today is much different than over a hundred years ago. At that time, one who lived off-grid was termed a recluse, defined as one who lives apart from society or is withdrawn to a solitary place. Here is one man's story from the December 27, 1905 edition of The Courier and Freeman, a newspaper from Potsdam, New York, entitled The Adirondack Hermit, Old Guiding Dying in a Lonely Cabin. Old Bill Smith the famous hermit of the Oregon Plains and one of the most popular and best-known guides in the Adirondacks, has suffered for a year following pneumonia, and the aged man, despite his magnificent physique, is succumbing to the ailment. The Oregon Plains is a region in the Adirondack Mountains, north of Lake Placid and near Rainbow Lake. Bill Smith, who has always scorned the title of Mr., has long been the theme of song and story, and for many years there have appeared in both rural and city newspapers stories of the old man known as the Hermit of the Adirondacks. He was born in Vermont and spent his early years as a trapper and hunter in the forests of the Green Mountains. Bill declined to attend school and could not read a single word for 30 years. However, he became, quote, ashamed of himself, as he put it, and began his education using a primer and a Bible for that purpose. He learned to read the books from Genesis to Revelations and committed to memory scores of passages. When asked what church he belonged to, Bill answered, Well, I have generally called myself a Methodist, but I don't believe much in loud hollering, because the Lord ain't deaf. Bill has lived his lonesome life in his little cabin on the Oregon Plains for more than a quarter century. His first wife died long ago, and he remarried, but she left, and he hasn't heard anything from her since. Bill says, No one cares a darn for me, and I don't give a rap for nobody. A most remarkable feature about the hermit is the fantastic length of hair and beard he has grown. Both hair and beard are as white as the Adirondack snows that whirl and drift about the hermit's lonely cabin. His beard reaches the floor. Smith can stand erect and tread upon the ends of his beard, standing precisely six feet tall. And let us add some commentary here at In the Wild that other reports, however, would dispute that height, stating he was significantly taller than this, as you'll hear later on during this episode. With how long ago this story took place, we cannot confirm or deny the accuracy of much of the information provided. With that, so much acclaim has been made by the tourists who go to see Bill each year that he has become very proud of himself, and he deems it a great favor to his visitors when he stands to be reviewed in all his native attractiveness. Bill has been living alone with only his dogs and made his living by trapping and hunting, but he sleeps most of the day because he is out hunting all night. 
His home rested on the edge of a pond, a little tent of gray canvas, 8 by 12 feet with a pitched roof of clapboards. The whole flimsy structure perched on a foundation of logs, floored over with rough pine planks. Old Bill hunted deer in those Adirondack wilds, and the game wardens couldn't catch him, though he was a habitual, persistent game lawbreaker for many years. Bill said, Them laws ain't natural. Rule of nature is that a man can kill all the critters he needs to keep himself alive. That's common sense, ain't it? Well, that's all I do. So, that's what he did. Killed enough venison to keep him supplied with food and ammunition. Bill and a few carefully selected friends feasted on fresh venison since early in July, although eating or possessing this meat was against the law until the first day of September. The game wardens could never catch him red-handed with this illegally obtained game. Bill was blessed with excellent health most of his life, until recent years at that time, especially considering he lived primarily by hunting and trapping. So famous was the Adirondack Hermit in 1895, premature reports of Bill's death spread throughout many Northeast newspapers. The Courier and Freeman ran this article on November 6th, dead in his cabin. Bill Smith, the hermit of the North Woods, was found dead in his bed on Sunday night by some young people who had driven 40 miles to see him. For 40 years, Smith had lived alone with his dogs on the Oregon Road, the most lonely of Adirondack trails. He was giant in stature, measuring six foot six in height, and had a wonderful growth of hair and beard, the former reaching the floor when he stood erect. He taught himself to read and was quite a student of the Bible, but never saw the inside of a church. He was 69 years old and was buried near the log cabin he built 38 years ago. In the Johnstown Daily Republican, November 16, 1895, an article appeared with the heading, read his own obituary. Bill Smith, the well-known Adirondack hermit, is alive, hale, and hearty, despite the fact that his obituary was printed in several papers a few weeks ago. How the story gained credence is not known, as he has been in excellent health lately. His long beard prompted a New York museum manager to take him to the metropolis, where he appeared as the Hermit of the Adirondacks for many weeks. The New York Times had printed a column obituary, which Smith read with amusement. Bill later explained what contributed to reports of his death. I was pretty sick just once about ten years ago. I was pretty bad off for three days before anyone discovered me. Then they sent for the doctor. When he come, he looked me over very carefully and said, Bill, you're pretty close to the bark. And then he looked tarnal serious for a while. I knew too, I was pretty close to the bark. But I didn't say nothing until he said again, Bill, if you can live three hours, I guess I can pull you through. Well, you can bet this was good news to me. And I spoke right up. Doctor, I never saw the time I couldn't live three hours yet, and I guess I can do it now. So, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast, 
with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. We recommend them. We know many of our listeners have busy schedules but want to keep healthy. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with Lunch to Go, effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. This July, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash inthewild50 and use code inthewild50 to get 50% off. That's code inthewild50, no spaces, just in the wild with the number 50 at factormeals.com slash inthewild50 to get 50% off. Now back to In the Wild. Bill became so famous in his later years that hundreds of Adirondack tourists sought him out each year. The newspaper reported, He has grown very independent and churlish to the extent of late years deemed it a great favor bestowed whenever he condescended to unwind himself and stand to be reviewed in all his native picturesqueness. That he is very proud of himself as a parent in every word he utters upon such occasions. And he does not hesitate to repeat what certain lovely city misses said concerning the beauties of his hair. The tourists have enabled Bill to make quite a neat little income selling photos of himself, which he has on hand for such occasions. Prices vary based upon the apparent prosperity of his guests. And then in the Malone Farmer from Malone, New York, the true obituary of William Smith, the Adirondack Hermit, was published on January 10th, 1906. Bill's obituary sheds more light on this intriguing individual. William Smith, the Adirondack Hermit, is dead at the age of 78. He was born in Irisburg, Vermont in April 1826. In 1850, he came to Franklin County and went up to the Adirondacks to engage in lumbering. In 1862, he opened the hotel, which for years was known as Hunter's Home, near Loon Lake. He was called Bill Smith the Hermit, as he never left his favorite haunts in the Adirondacks and would not touch his beard so far a trimming of cutting was concerned. And at the time of his death, it was over six feet long. His weight was 200 pounds. Bill spent his early years hunting and trapping in the Green Mountains of Vermont before relocating to the Adirondacks. His experiences and knowledge prepared him for a solitary lifestyle of living off the grid. To do so today, one needs a vast amount of knowledge and planning to prepare for such an endeavor. Not everyone is up to the challenge of living off-grid. Recent news in the modern age of today brought a sad story to America's attention when three individuals who yearned for off-grid living were unprepared for the lifestyle. 
A woman from Colorado, her son and her sister, died in a wilderness area northeast of Gunnison. The three former residents of Colorado Springs set off last July to escape from society, longing to be free from the anxieties of today's world. The mother feared the stresses of everyday life and wished to be off-grid with her son. The recent pandemic only increased her concerns. Her sister decided to join them as she was concerned for their survival and thought they would have a greater chance of success with their help. A stepsister opposed the idea and tried to convince them to give up on it. Their preparations only involved online research and watching videos on YouTube, and their camping experience was limited to camping as children. The stepsister begged them to do a trial run and even offered them a camper and a generator. But the trio refused any assistance, even withholding information on where they planned to travel. The three departed into the wilderness late last summer. The stepsister never heard from them again. She worried continually about their safety and well-being, but had no idea how to reach out. She even considered setting off into the mountains to look for them at one point, but ultimately knew her search would be fruitless. She had no idea where they were headed. They could have even traveled to another state. Then, the dreaded news arrived in July 2023. Three bodies had been found in the Gunnison National Forest. The Gunnison National Forest covers over 2,162 square miles, encompassing Colorado's central mountains. The area features plentiful hiking trails to mountain peaks, Dispersed camping is allowed in nearby wilderness areas, but it is restricted to designated campgrounds within the National Forest itself. The area's remoteness can be best described by directions to the location where a hiker initially stumbled upon what he thought to be an abandoned tent, but proved to be much grislier. The city of Gunnison, Colorado has a population of about 6,600 people, and is surrounded by mountains and wilderness. Travel 11.5 miles east to Parlin, Colorado, a town with less than 100 residents. Turn left onto Colorado Road 76 and travel 8.7 miles to Ohio City, notated by the Forest Service as having very limited or no services. In fact, Ohio City is considered a ghost town with a few seasonal residents. Then travel north for seven miles on Forest Road 771. Only then will you reach Gold Creek Campground, boasting several nearby alpine lakes with excellent fishing, hiking, backpacking, and horseback riding. But you need to bring your own horse. Amenities include a vault toilet. No reservations accepted. First come, first served and there is no fee. Near this campground on July 9th, 2023, the hiker found a tent with a decomposing, partially mummified body outside of it. Authorities were alerted, and two more bodies were found inside the tent. Rangers found literature on off-grid living, foraging, and surviving in the wilderness in the tent. Also found were empty cans of food, soup, and the remains of prepackaged foodstuffs. Nearby was a partially completed lean-to. 
A driver's license on one of the women's bodies preliminarily identified the remains. A coroner positively identified the remains as belonging to the missing trio two weeks later. There were signs of malnutrition, and the cause of death was suspected to be starvation and or freezing to death caused by exposure to the harsh environment and elements. By all accounts, the area's high elevation and last winter's heavy snowfall contributed to the small group's demise, aided by the decided lack of preparation and knowledge for living in the harsh wilderness environment. An earlier-than-expected snowfall may have hindered the trio from completing the lean-to, which may have afforded the group better shelter during the winter. But their reliance on groceries limited their food supply, as initial reports indicated authorities could find no vehicle nearby and the group had no firearms for hunting game. In today's society, off-grid living is possible, but it takes knowledge, planning, and money. Anyone who has backpacked for more than a few days can appreciate the time, effort, and preparations required for off-grid living. To do so permanently, you must be fully prepared. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild. Thank you.